Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. Doctors have described heart disease as a silent killer because you often don't even know you've got any problems until something serious happens. That pattern could be changing very quickly thanks to the latest in high tech. Scientists are utilizing artificial intelligence to help with ways to predict the risks of heart disease before it becomes a problem. So what's the future of AI and cardio medicine? We turn to the perfect person to answer that. Our expert on Ask the Expert today is Dr. Fami Farah. She's a cardiologist, director of Bentley Heart Health, and she is in the KRLD Zoom room. Dr. Farah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So when you say that heart disease is a silent killer, that's not hyperbole, is it? It isn't. No, unfortunately, heart disease is the number one killer for both men and women here in the United States. We actually lose one person to heart disease in every less than one minute. So that's that's huge. So. AI has really become a highlight of conversation in so many different uh, industries. How is AI affecting your line of work? You know, technology is so amazing. I, I think at this point in our lives, in clinical worlds, in the world of medicine and cardiology, we're heavily dependent on technology. Uh, if not AI, in many other ways, you know, and uh, it's so cool to see AI take over and it's going to take technology to that next level so that we can do things that we were not able to do up until now. So it'll really bridge that gap between medicine and technology and answer a lot of questions that we didn't have the capability to answer before. So we can pinpoint things better and we can be more specific in treating patients. So how much better is AI than the technology that you use now with um, electrocardiograms and the rest? Uh, with electrocardiograms and the technology we have available right now, there's very little AI in it, actually. It's just algorithms that have been put in to diagnose a problem, right? Uh, whereas the new technology that's coming up that we're talking about right now, specifically, we're talking about the uh, neural network AI that's being implemented in the new study that's done that's been done by Johns Hopkins University. Um, it's taking into a lot more into consideration Um you know, it looks at the whole pattern of the of the patient as a whole. It looks at demographics like, you know, uh, race, gender, age, um, their habits, what medications they're on, their past medical history, their genetics. So it just takes a whole picture of the patient uh, 
and uh, they, they're creating an algorithm that can give us better answer and more individualized care. And I think that is the gap that uh, we have right now. There's there's a gap in our in our practice and AI and engineering uh, combined with medical science is going to take us to that next level to bridge these gaps. Were we already on this trend of using AI technology, for example, like with our smartwatches? We certainly are. That's that's a very good example of what's in use right now, the smartwatches. Um, they're very good. Like, you know, Apple watches are very good in detecting a lot of different types of arrhythmias like AFib, for example, but they still have a long way to go. They, they're still not used as medical device by clinics, for example, and for a reason, because there's still a lot more tweaking that's necessary because there are still mistakes that are being made. And so I, I hope to see that those uh, AI usage in those areas will improve and to where people can actually have it on their wrist every day and, and be reliable. And the possibility of errors is why medicine has to err on the side of caution because errors can also cost lives. Absolutely, yes. And that's why before anything gets used in the mainstream medical field and it's approved to do so on, on people, there have to be large-scale studies done and we call those randomized control study, uh, prospective randomized control studies. That means like we actually study the people in real life. It's not just gathering data from the past. It's actually utilizing it in real life and watching that for a period of time with a control group so that we can really do a head-to-head -head study and proper comparisons and taking all the variables into consideration to see does it actually make a difference? Uh, because you're absolutely right. On, on one side, we wanna be able to provide the technology and do good for the patients, but equally important, we don't wanna cause harm to the patient. Metal, medical technology in itself is just absolutely fascinating. I mean, the medical technology has uh, advances over the decades is very impressive. Is it difficult for doctors to get on board with medical technology advances right away? Or do you see in your line of work some doctors that like to just keep it old school and kind of keep it to what they know? Is it hard for them to adapt or are they pretty eager when stuff like this comes out? I think there's a little bit of both. I uh, definitely think there are some people who are trained, you know, a while back and there's some old school thoughts and they do have some difficulties adapting to not just new technology but new ideas like you know new changes that are happening some people do stick to their older practice models um however the new, new generation doctors um they are very much on board from my experience i myself am a very strong proponent of new technology coming because I want medicine to advance. We can't stay static. We need to evolve and move. And that's that's how we bring in new technology and make advancements in medicine and make people's lives better. That being said, in my line of work specifically, I am an invasive cardiologist. So within the world of cardiology, this is probably the most high-tech field of medicine. We have uh, the largest amount of research being done within the field of cardiology, like you know, every year we see changes, new technologies coming up almost on a monthly basis at, at, to some degree. Uh, all the gadgets and you name it, that's us. We use it, you know, in the cath lab. And so we have to be adaptable to those changes because we actually get trained 
really on a monthly basis, more or less. And then we have those official trainings as well, where we have huge expositions, uh, like American Heart Station provides that, American College of Cardiology, ESC, which is the European Society of Cardiology. So these are huge expositions that are created for people like us, where we go and we get trained. And that happens on a yearly basis. And so in a high-tech field like myself, we don't have a choice to stay backward. If we do, then we're just not doing justice to our patients. If for some reason power were to go down for a longer period of time, are we getting too reliant on artificial intelligence and machines that we that doctors tend to forget those old school ways of medicine where before they had the technology available? Oh, that's a very important question. Yes, I we're so reliant on technology and it doesn't even have to be something really high tech. It, it's something as simple as your phone, you know, like our phone does so much for us uh, from a day to day living like, you know, you can forget many other important things. You can forget your food, but you can't forget your phone because you're just so dependent on it. I, I'm speaking for myself. That's literally my life. Um, and for many patients, that phone holds a lot in it. I'll give you an example. There are patients who have devices in their heart, like a pacemaker. That pacemaker keeps that patient alive, so to speak. Uh, a lot of patients have defibrillators. Uh, that defibrillator is keeping them alive. Uh, and those are dependent on their phone, believe it or not. So a lot of the, their devices are connected to their phone and that's how we monitor them. So if there's a bad rhythm to come in or that patient is needing a pacemaker, like, you know, interrogation or a change made, we get that data through their phone in many, many cases. So our phone, as simple as it is, in many cases, it has already taken on that role of life-saving role for many patients. So yes, I think it is scary to think that we are so dependent uh, on, on electricity and power because you're right. In many cases, if there's a power outage, if the per person's phone dies, um, they're gonna be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. One, uh, one last question for me. How far can this type of technology go as far as prevention and lowering the risks of heart disease? I think it has the potential to go very far. Um, and this new study that we're discussing today is an example of that. So just to dive into it a little bit more, this study is specifically done for people who already have pre-existing heart conditions. This is looking at people who have scar tissue formed in their heart. And typically, just to give you an idea, scar tissue forms usually as a result of a heart attack. And so specifically, we're talking about people who have either had a heart attack or they've had blockages in their heart that cause scar tissue to form. So in these specific patients, uh, they're looking at uh, what are the likelihood that this patient can have a cardiac arrest down the road and die from it. And their risk of that is actually pretty high. It's not small, that risk. And so if we can calculate that ahead of time, we can literally change this person's life by taking those preventative measures. This is entirely a preventative measure thing that we're talking about. And, and if it's successful, then imagine like how many lives we can save. And it's not just saving the life, it's the quality of life too. By the time this 
person is about to have a cardiac arrest, their quality of life is not very good. And even if they're to survive that cardiac arrest, a lot of times their quality of life is not going to be the same as it used to be prior to the cardiac arrest. And so this is a preventative measure at its highest, you know, so, and I think we can apply this to many different areas. Um, as I always say, 80% of heart disease is man it is preventable. So if we take those measures ahead of time, we can change the game. Dr. Fami Farah is a cardiologist, the director of Bentley Heart Health. Dr. Farah, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 